All right. Hello, everyone, and happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Crypto with English. Now, we're taking a slight detour today, but this is a very <laughs> relevant detour, and this will link to the overall theme of tech and cryptocurrency. Now, we have a returning guest here, Dr. Pat Boulogne. She was on a few months Hello, ago. Everybody. She's here today to talk about her book that she's going to be launching at the beginning of March, Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? And by the way, uh, you can't get a more poignant title than that. It's like a sledgehammer, and it definitely grabs your attention immediately. So, Dr. Pat, thank you very much for coming back on. You're welcome. I love being here, and I had such a great time the first time. And I'm thank sure you. I've got a bunch of tidbits up my sleeve <laughs> to, to share with people yes. so that they can be you know, be healthier, they can move faster, and they can have the success they need and get more out of their day. That's awesome. So, you know, getting, I guess, before we get into the nitty gritty with the book and some of the, you know, nuances and minutia, as a physician and also as an acupuncturist, and, and by the way, uh, I would like to kind of provide context to everybody here. Dr. Boulogne has the benefit and the advantage of being an a practiced and certified physician as well as a certified acupuncturist. So having essentially the skill sets of both Eastern and Western medicine. So how would you define health? Well, you know, in my, my buddy, my first dictionary that I ever owned, you know, Merriam Webster's dictionary said that health is when your organs are functioning hundred percent of the time. I'll be paraphrasing this. Um, and, you know, and it's just like, but the problem is on that is that we don't know if our organs are functioning hundred percent of the time. That always was like, I was the kid in the back of the room going, but how do you know that? <laughs> you know, and, and, and the world health organization who says that it's not merely the absence of disease or infirmities. And it encompasses right. more and is not the focus of, but it encompasses much more in like in, including your environment. So your environment is very essential and contributes to your level of health, you know, in that. So, right. So if you break the health definitions down so that you can get a better grip on it, is that I made five pillars of health. And the first pillar of health is proper diet and proper nutrition. They have to go hand in hand. You know, you can have a bad diet, you know, and, you know, and bad nutrition. And you can still say, well, I have got a diet and nutrition, but you don't have a proper one. And so you want to make sure that you have the nutrients, the nutrient density that you need to have. Then you need proper exercise. That's the second pillar. You got to move. Yeah. You don't move. You're going to die. And then the third pillar right. is proper sleep. A lot of people are sleep deprived in this country and they have no clue of why that is. That some of it is because of, you know, dirty electricity that are in our houses. And there's a way to um, manage that and handle that. And a lot of it is, oh, wow. you know, like, like they can't shut their thoughts off which is yeah. a big problem, especially because those, when you can't shut those thoughts off, it can lead to illness and chronic disease because we know, I'll know how you digest your food after an argument or you see something that's upsetting, you know? So right. that sleep portion of that is so important because that's where you repair, you revitalize for the future. Right. A huge chunk of it is, and this is when I'm dealing with, you know, entrepreneurs, executives, leaders, influencers, and busy professionals, moms and dads, is the proper mindset's huge because if you have a good yeah. proper mindset plus a positive mental attitude, then you've got a foundation that's pretty solid so that you can do anything, whether it's your health, whether it's your work, whether it's home, whether it's a relationship, 
You got to have yeah. that because you need health for everything. And the last biggest component of the five pillars is a properly functioning nervous system, which would tie in that the brain controls and coordinates all functions of the body and does so from the brain. You know, that's where it's encapsulated. It's the most important right. organ. And then it comes down the spine. It goes to every bone, tissue, organ and cell. You know, and you have to have posture in order for that structure to work appropriately. So those five pieces of the puzzle have got to be there and got to be there so that it, it fits like, you know, like or the pieces of the pie, whatever you want to call them. You know, yeah. so it's just taking that and piecing that together. So that's what I would tell you is the definition of health. And that's how I approach well, it. That's well said. And uh, you mentioned something that that I found very intriguing. So. The WHO, the World Health Organization's definition of health is the absence, I guess, of diseases or infirmities. It's, now, as a medical no, 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 profession. No, no, no. Uh, no, no. Yeah. It's not the absence of disease or infirmities. Oh, it's not the absence. Right. This, so we have some clarity on that. They say it's not the absence of disease or infirmities, you know, and okay. but but it takes in the pieces of the puzzle around like your environment, what you breathe, right. eat, water, you know, that type of thing. Okay, got it. So, when, yeah, abs no, absolutely. And, and thanks for the clarity on that. So, putting together this book, what was the main inspiration, or maybe the, the I guess you could say the switch that went on to inspire and motivate you to put together something like this? Well, you know, I sold my practice. You know, I bought a practice that was underserved and I sold it and I sold it very well. And then I moved, I was on Cape Cod and I thought, you know, Cape Cod's not a place to be single. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> and so, um, so I moved to Boston um, and I lived in Boston. So I was retired and I was living in Boston and and I started, you know, when I was walking around, I was just like, you know, I'm a, I'm a people watcher. So I would go park myself and have a cup of coffee or have, yeah. um, you know, water or have a cocktail at five o'clock and be happy. Um, and, and just, yeah. you know, sit there and watch people. And I'd watch their faces, the color of their faces, their body posturing, what if they had good structure, you know, so I'd go through my five pillars, you know, of health and, um, you know, and, and I would do that. So when I was is there, you know, I, I had this um, one day after doing this for so long and I lived downtown right by this area called Post Office Square, which is like it's all the financial district. You have, you know, um, you know, like Charles Schwab's Fidelity, all those people down right. there. And so in, um, you know, so I'd go sit there at lunchtime sometimes and just to get sun, just to get out and do something different. Oh, you're not feeling very well and they would say like no you know so it's like something my stomach doesn't blah, blah blah you know and i would say why don't you just take the rest of the day off you know and i said you know and go go home go to sleep and i said you have a fever well i don't know <laughs> you know i said well if i was your mother i would put my lips on your forehead because you can always tell he they're very sensitive that's how mothers sometimes can tell if their kids are starting to run a fever and I said, but wow. I'm not going to do that, but you might want to go home. <laughs> and, you know, and some people, yeah. you know, who I've looked at who had this like green, grayish, very orange peelish type look on their face. You ought to go to the hospital. Let's get a oh, crack yeah. for you, you know. And then the, the beautiful thing is that would happen every once in a while. Someone would be like, oh, my God, I was looking for you. You were so bright. Thank you very much. Who are you? I said, I'm Patricia. Just say hi next time you see me. I'm glad I was able to help you. You know, because I was so wow. burnt out from being 
helping people for 10 plus years on Cape yeah. Cod. I just needed a break. And so, but I did, right. it, it would bother me if somebody dropped in front of me. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I say that, you know, um, you know, I have a story that I say about being in Boston at that time and what spurred me on to really kind of go like, you know, what can I do to give back so people don't have to walk around in the cloud? And so, yeah. you know, when I was retired and I was living in Boston, you know, and what set me on the path that pulled me out of my retirement, this is the thing that did it, is that constant in my face observation while walking downtown Boston. It was clear to me that people, you know, were sick and they didn't know it. And there was also the second thing that happened around time. So I started doing more research on toxins and detoxification. And there was a study by the CDC at the same time that showed that out of 212 suspected dangerous chemicals that were tested, all of them, not a couple, all of them were found in the blood and urine of most Americans. People were getting oh, wow. toxic. They were getting ultimately more sick by the accumulatory effects on the environment you know, from the right. environment. And it, is, it was estimated, I think we talked about this last time, that by, you know, 2030, 50% of the population is going to have some level of chronic illness or disease. Well, here's right. the yeah. bad news. <laughs> you know, I read an article a week ago that estimated that it was already here and it was 55% of the population has some yeah. level of chronic illness or disease or something lurking below the surface. Right. Um, so I just thought that's really scary. So I'm Dr. Pat Malone, and I'm on a mission to stop being well and what it will, and a way to get back to, you know, so you know your bottom line and you stop putting the cart before the horse and get in the cart, take the reins and actually know how to drive it. You know, and it's just like, because when you do that, you can make better decisions about what your next best step is in your health and how to move forward from that. You know, because right. there is no magic pill. You know, you might right. have something a band aid, but there's no magic pill. Right. And and you know, as far as putting together your book, if we were to talk about maybe the the beginning, middle, and end, what do you open with in your book? As far well, as you know, I have a message capturing the audience and kind of easing everybody into why are you sick, fat, and tired? Well, you know, I ask a couple questions, you know, and I have seven questions in the book that I ask and I won't, you know, I won't go through all of them here, right. um, but I will just go through a couple of them. So here's the bottom line. If you answer yes to any of these, then your next step is to buy this book that's coming out. Then you're going to want to do and go read the whole book and do the questionnaire in the book. And then you're going to want to draw your own picture on your graph so you have your own health snapshot so you know where, what's going on in all your organ systems because it's like a Swiss watch and they all affect each other. And right. then you want to make an appointment with me and I'll explain to you what you're looking at so that you can make better decisions moving forward in your health. So here's the questions. So do you feel like your health has declined or worsened in the last two years? Has your body weight changed either up or down by 10% in the last five without dieting? Oh, wow. Do you have difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep? Do you take any prescription medications? Do you take any over-the-counter non-prescription medications for either pain, inflammation, upset stomach, or even sleep aids? 
Has your doctor told you that your blood pressure, your blood glucose level, or your cholesterol levels might be an issue? And do you catch the flu or colds really easily? So if you say yes to any of those, this book's for you because it's going to help you focus on where to start your health journey. Like, where is my weakest link in my health? And then because right. that weakest link will constantly be chipping away at your immune system. And, you know, bigger problems that should be um, more of a burden to yourself and more of a burden to your family. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times people don't, they keep on saying that they have these symptoms, but they keep saying to themselves, like, it'll go away. And then if it's left undone, it usually only gets worse. And then you have a crisis and then you've got a big problem. You know, and you got to have something to work with. So this will give, always give you something to work with. It will give you a cognitive place of where to take a good, solid look. And you can always go back to it again and again and again. All these right. questions are all about you and about, you know, looking at where you are so that if you are in a hole, you know how to get out of it. Very well said. And, you know, especially after taking, you know, that questionnaire that you just mentioned, um, what advice would you give to readers who are just about to start your book? Because if I was to maybe play devil's advocate here, maybe if somebody was to look at the title of the book, um, they might think, oh, that's a little that's a little bit much for me. That's a little bit too much self-reflection right now. Because, you know, it's, <laughs> it's health. It's something we wear with ourselves. And I think even if we're in denial about certain things, I think – I think the title alone might just upset somebody's feelings a little bit, but at the same time too, I think your title would also inspire a lot of people at the same time too. Cause you know, I, I feel like that's the dichotomy people might run into. So I guess for me, for people who are, let's say emotionally uh, trying to kind of get over that hurdle to ask themselves, what is my health really like right now? What would you tell them? I would tell them first, look what's stopping you. You know, is being fat stopping you? You know, because it isn't tired, you know, and and it also isn't when you're looking at that formula, you know, sick, fat and tired. Right. It's like it it isn't, you know, um, you know, it it isn't the it's always the fat part. People don't know if they're sick. So you're playing you're playing with 52 cards. You're supposed to be playing 52. And, and someone told you you have cards and that and you don't. So <clears throat> right. when you have the, um, you know, the, the sick part, I was like, you know, what's stopping you from taking care of yourself? Like, what is your biggest excuse? And can you make that biggest excuse your smallest excuse? Because people always have an excuse yeah. about why they don't take care of themselves. And then they right. have a heart attack. 75% of men don't know that they have heart disease until they have die of a heart attack. Wow. And that's 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 not my statistic. That's the American Heart Association statistic. So yeah. if you look at that, it's just like, you know, we've got to stop, you know, get some thick skin, you know, right. and, yeah, and, and, and really take a look at like, you know, what's really going on. Do you want me to say like, oh, you know, you could lose a couple of pounds, you know, and like, you know, maybe you should like, you know, consider your stress levels and go out yeah. and have a tree at lunch, you know, <laughs> right. because it's like telling a kid who's about to put their hand on a high burner that's hot, you don't say to them like, hey, I think you might want to think that out, right, you right. know? Um, and like, you might want to not touch it because it's going to be hot and you're going to burn your whole hand and you're going to end up in the burn right. for a month. So it's yeah, you may like, want to second guess that. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't, yeah. I don't play games with people's health. I don't, 
guess. That's good. I test. Yeah. And this book is the first way to get your first test. So then you can see where to pay attention to, where to spend your money and where to spend your time. So if someone's yeah. like, you know, like, you know, they're worried about, no one's calling themselves fat. I mean, no one's calling you fat. It's just like, because those are the only people I've ever had, like, write me a note about that, you know? And yeah. I said, well, here's an opportunity to have a breakthrough that you've always wanted and can't figure out how to get past. You yeah. know, it's just like, it's right. like, I behoove you to say, like, you know, tell me what your biggest excuse is. Right. I, and do that, then you can lead by example. If parents and fathers are leaders and influencers on their children, then you better step up the bat and you better get on the start line. You know, because if you're not, you know, if you want to be sick and tired later on, when your kids are like running out in front of a car and you can't catch them because right. you're so sick and fat, you know, and tired, you know, you're going to have to go like, maybe I should have done something sooner. Right. You know? And it's just like, and, and it's, it's like not that I don't wish that upon anybody, but I think right. we have to be realistic with like, you know, look in the mirror. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and it's just like, you know, what do you really see? And if you don't, if you, if you see you're a size 20 and you think in your head you're a 12, then take a picture and then <laughs> take a picture of right. somebody who's a size 12 and see if you can or, and go into a, a store and try to put your body into a size 12. You know, see, and by the way, I, I, I really like your candor straight talk here because mm -hmm. if I go to whether it's, I, I guess, Barnes and Nobles, and I know there aren't too many that are left, but sometimes if I go to a bookstores and, you know, if you look at certain like self-help books when it comes to health, sometimes I think the delivery is a little too soft or maybe in some cases enabling. Like, uh, and by the way, this isn't directed towards any specific author or, um, you know, an individual or a group of individuals, but like sometimes I'll see like, um, like a book and this isn't specific, but it's like the healthier version of you. And it's kind of just filled with these very like uh, surface level platitudes. You're the best. You should love yourself. You're fine the way you are. But I'm like, no, if you're, if you're not fine the way you are, like that's why I'm buying this book. You know, that's like, the, but like I see that kind of style out there a lot. There's a lot of that style. And people, what happens is that people end up diluting the mud that they're already standing in. Right. Exactly. You know, and, and, and they're going like, well, I thought I was going to be able, after I read that book, I thought I was going to have this breakthrough. And you know right. what? It just reshifted everything that I thought. It didn't get me any farther. In fact, I sidestepped. And now I'm second guessing myself. You know, and it's just like nobody wants to second guess themselves. You want something that's concrete and at least right. gets you on the on the right path, moving in the right direction, as opposed to like going like, well, well, maybe I don't do maybes. You know, and it's just like you're, right. it's like that in people's health, you can't do that, you know? And so when you're looking at health, mental wellness, when you're looking at your well-being, when you're looking at, you know, being vibrant, you know, being stronger, you've got to take definitive action. It takes a decision and it takes a commitment to your health today, starting this moment, moving forward and going on for the rest of your life. So yeah. do you kind of screw up every once in a while? You know, like everybody does. I mean, I'm, I was at a, a show earlier where somebody said to me, asked me if I ever sing. So I always say, if you're going to sin, sin well. They said, Dr. Pat, what's your favorite sin? You know, and I said, <laughs> chocolate croissant with no sugar on them. Chocolate croissant. Oh, when do I, I can't have, blame you there. That's good. <laughs> you know, and, and when do I 
you know, like one or two of them even. And I have this like nice, big, kind of like robust coffee, like, you know, organic. Um, and I have my chocolate croissant and I sit my year based upon my birthday. And so I just sit there and I think I watch people and I relish and enjoy the moment. Do I do that every day? No, but there's people who go in Starbucks and spend eight bucks on a coffee or some level of a coffee or a drink that's loaded with sugar and sugar. Yeah, it's like a milkshake almost. It's like, uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, and, and like it's such, it's such, it has so, you know, I always used to think that Starbucks was like, you know, um, like an alternative health place when it first opened up, oh, but it's, yeah. but it's, it's not, not anymore. I mean, if you no. look at like six pumps of like vanilla, are you kidding me? Who yeah. puts that in there? And if you're having that much sugar, you're sending yourself up to say yes to that first question because your health in two years is going to drastically change. Look at the guy who ate just McDonald's for a month. Remember? He had, oh, like, I remember that cholesterol. movie. Yeah. Was you it know, Super Size it, Me? Was that the name of the movie? That, it, well, it wasn't the movie. It, it was like some guy who did this experiment and it was like, oh, he, okay. He documented it on YouTube. And he ate at, um, at McDonald's every day. His cholesterol shot way up. He ended up gaining 18 pounds or something like that, you know, just for eating a McDonald's hamburger. Wow. If you, people do something about their health, but they lack the motivation and the commitment in order to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll have to say, uh, in my experience, and this is just anecdotal, but, you know, the best professors and best teachers I had were always the hard asses, so to say. And they were always <laughs> the ones who kind of delivered the class with tough love. But, you know, the, the funny thing is, with teachers I had who were like that, they were very tough, without a doubt. And they had reputations of being the toughest, but they always cared the most about the students. So that's kind of the dichotomy, in my experience, that I've, I've, I've always experienced. Uh, one of the toughest professors, let's say, in my law school, she was a very harsh grader and, you know, she would put you on the spot. So you always had to read and you didn't know who was up. But if you needed to speak with her during office hours, if you needed some additional assistance prepping for the exam, always there. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, it's just like yeah. when I when I mentor and coach, I don't coach. I mentor and coach because I need to lead by example. I need to say when I tell yeah. you something it's because I've done it. You know, yep. and I have experience with it. And so in my coaching skills come in with that. You rarely ever see someone who mentors and coaches together. And so that makes me unique in my delivery of how I talk to people about what your next. Whether it's in at will, whether it's in a relationship. I mean, I've had people who started wanting to work with me because they wanted to lose 20 pounds. And then the next thing you know is like we're talking about like, you know, how to save their marriage. And so, and it's just like, you know, but where did that right. stuff come from? Because we bury our emotions somewhere in our body. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's so the three reasons why people get sick is from trauma, toxins, or thoughts. So the trauma is like, the, starts with the birthing process. You know, nine out of 10 children who are born has some type of cervical damage from the birthing process. And so that sets up the first inflammation in the body. So you got to get it correct. And that's why you go see a chiropractor, a pediatric chiropractor for you know, making, making sure that alignment's there and is, is set. And then you have the toxins, the, you know, from the air, the water, the food that you drink, the whole spiel, you know, and, you know, from your environment and, you know, the gardening stuff, the cleaning things you have in your house. Oh, yeah. Read the labels. There are at least, you know, there's a product 
that you know I sell to my clients um, on a private basis called um, Clear Drops. And Clear Drops detoxifies the body. It gets rid of 28 known chemicals. So let's say if you could get rid of 28 of those 212 chemicals out of your body that everybody has in their blood brain, you know, because when it when they go deep, it goes deeper from just being in the blood. It also goes to the brain. It also goes to the bone, and it gets stored. Yeah. And it's a, it's a little mini. So you've got that stuff has got to be addressed appropriately. But thoughts can undo everything. You know, you oh, yeah. don't get enough sleep. You don't get, you don't, you don't have that solid sleep. You don't get into REM. You don't get into the deep sleep, which is where the melatonin is produced and released. Right. You know, so pe that's why people are so melatonin deficient. That's why melatonin helps some people get to yeah. sleep, but it doesn't help everybody. But you really right. got to go back and go like, where are those out of those pillars? Which one am I totally screwed up on? You know, or which yeah. one, how would I stack them? Which is my most important one to pay attention to now? But I always, wow. always, when I'm mentoring a coach, always, always, no matter what session I'm in with somebody, we always talk about mindset. We talk about positive mental attitude. And then we step into like, well, where should we go today? Should we go back to yeah. your childhood? You know, in, wow. that, in yeah. that imprint that you have that you're not supposed to be successful. Because when you have that thought process and that thought process kicks in, you no longer digest your foods. And then you're feeling wow. like, you know, then you have pain. You have gluten and you develop gluten sensitivities over a period of time. And you've also got to look at the quality of food that you're feeding yourself. You wouldn't feed a Ferrari regular gasoline. Right, you know, yeah. And, you know, exactly. you would feed it. Forward from day to day um, and, and not have an issue with like how those pieces are, you know, puzzling together. So if you get that down. Then you, it opens up a whole different world to you that you don't even have to think about it. You know, it's just like like when you look at food, you right. think like, okay, I know if I eat that, I'm not going to feel good. So why would you eat that anyway? I mean, right. it's just like I was at a Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner around eight years back with my brother. Oh, I love him, you know, and like he's such a good guy. Somebody said to him, "Do you want cheesecake?" And he said, "Sure." You know, it was a holiday. He decided to split yeah. sim, right? His one sim. Well, the right. woman gave him a quarter of the cake, a quarter of the, you know, the pie. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I go, said to him, Michael, I go, don't eat that. The next day, his blood sugar loads were all over. He made irritable look like a great thing to happen, you know, because he wow. was beyond it. He just, he had, a, you know, he was having major meltdowns because he was, di he was type 2 diabetes. And he was, it's just like, and that sent him off. It took him five days to start to get back on track, you know, yeah. I'll take one bite, literally, you know, put it in the spoon right here, you know, and that, and then I would go eat a protein because you want to not have the sugar win, but you know, you've got to have like, you know, if you don't have the strong will and the strong character, you know, I help people develop that because that's the mindset that you need to get tackle your work. You know, like I want to be more successful and I'm just so exhausted and depleted. You know, Dr. Pat, by 12 yeah. noon, I want to go take a nap. You know, yeah. and it's just like, how do you get that person to the finish line at the end of the day and then have yeah. something left over, not only for themselves, but for their family? Right. You know, it's just like, it's like and it all starts with what you put in your mouth. You are either feeding the disease or you are like feeding your health. So it's a choice of what you do. I mean, seriously. Right. Very well, very, very well put. 
And uh, I wanted to talk about inflammation. So touching upon trauma, toxins, and thoughts. So starting at trauma, how does trauma, uh, I guess you could say, exacerbate and aggravate and further encourage inflammation throughout the human body? Well, when you injure yourself, you have all your infl inflammatory markers go. <laughs> you know, if, if you're causing you an issue, for instance, you know, it's just like those foods are inflammatory to your digestive system. You only right. have one lining, you know, one cell lining in, in the intestinal tract. So if you damage it, then foods pass through that and your body goes into, an, starts going over years, going into an autoimmune response to that. Oh. So, you know, so when you have a trauma, you know, and you twist your knee or your ankle, it swells up, right? That's inflammation. Yeah. So the idea is to realign it so that the body can get rid of those extra fluids. And it puts the fluids there on purpose so that you don't move the thing. And it gives wow. you the pain so you don't move the thing. That's the idea of it. You know, right. gentle, you know, like adjusting those joints when that happens. So when you injure, like, you know, when you have arthritis, it's an inflammatory process of the joint. You yep. know, anything that has itis in it is an inflammation. So no. it's, you know, but, you know, but when you're pulling on, you know, there's 20, at least a minimum of 20 pounds per square inch at that number, you know, of when you're pulling a kid out of the birth canal, you know, and twisting. You ever see those pictures? They're like twisting. Yeah, and yeah. And that, it's just like, you know, you'd be screaming your butt off if it was you as an adult, you know, it being right. in those positions, you know. So, but wow. kids are, they're so flexible. is not you know you know and it keeps on growing yeah. oh so you, it's like and go so it's just like it's a there's a reason why the body's like that but the little poor spine of the neck you know all the nerves that come from the neck go down to your arm you know and so yeah. you hear much more kids being um you know you hear kids being more saying like i have neck pain i never heard so many kids say that you know uh, i went around my girlfriend's kids and go like you know mom my neck hurts can you rub over here, please? You know, it's like, I don't ever remember asking my parents to like rub my neck, you know, as a kid. Um, yeah. But, but people, but people do that and kids have like a lot of bumps and falls. So like, you know, every time, you know, you can, you know, like when you end up with a bruise, a bruise is an inflammatory response. You know, you broke blood vessels and the blood vessels are going to try to heal. So it gets dark purple. Then as it heals, it gets yellow and it goes away because your body is taking care of that process. And you know, when you get inflammation. Cold, Yes. Yes. Like and when you get a cold, you know, and you have yeah. like, you know, your mucus goes from being clear to being yellow, green, gray, you know, when it's clear, it's still outside your body. It's in your head. You know, when it goes in your body and there's more heat is when it starts to change color and becomes phlegm. And so, wow. you know, when you have that, you know, it's just like, you know, if, if it's not handled correctly and if it sits there, it can create in inflammation, either bacteria or viral. You know, so you, you have a things that happen in your body that we don't call oh, the itch in the back of my, you know, or, you know, I, I sound more nasal or, or whatever. Um, sure. And you just kind of like write it off and you keep on going. Like might be sometimes, you know, especially when people tell me that they, are, they ended up getting sick recently. I said, well, I go, how about like not putting yourself, re-putting yourself back in the same environment of the people who were sick to begin with? <laughs> 
You know, I don't understand yeah. Yeah. that. You know, it's just like, you know, it's just like there's a reason, you know, it's so hard for mothers. I mean, kids, their kids are sick. They're so connected. So they keep yeah. on getting infected themselves sometimes. Right. And, you know, this uh, this topic kind of uh, leads me leads me down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Where do peanut allergies come from? Because um, and this is why I'm asking. So this is, from what I understand, relatively new. Now, I was born in 1985. I'm turning 37 in about a week and a half. I did not hear about peanut allergies until after 2000. So when I was growing up, everybody ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches growing, you know, growing up. People brought those Ritz crackers with the peanut butter inside all the time. And I also have a four-year-old son. So now, as I bring him to school, nobody's eating peanut butter. And there's very specific warnings and instructions. Do not, you know, bring in foods that were made, you know, I guess you could say in factories or processing centers that use like nuts and peanuts and other related things. And this just seems very, very new, much like the neck injuries that you were mentioning with, um, you know, certain small children now. You know, like the, like, you know, people, people are more expressive of their emotions, let's say. But the, you know, as far as the peanut allergy, usually before when I was growing up, it was so rare. But people don't have healthy, and the Chinese always say, you know, the, the gut, the, they always look at, you know, when they ever needle somebody in acupuncture, they usually always try to include in a tonification point so that the, so the gut and the stomach can be healthy. Yep. But a lot of people are eating such horrible foods and thinking that they're healthy foods, you know, and like eating, you know, we didn't also have, when I was growing up, we didn't have GMO foods. So right. we have GMO yeah. foods now, you know, it's just like, I always tell the story of like the broccoli, you know, being in some store, um, a grocery store and looking at them as this woman said, why are you so pensive? And I said, well, because I'm looking at these two broccoli, one of them is um, organic broccoli, the other one's inorganic broccoli. You know, it's like, and like she goes, inorganic? I said, yeah, GMO, <laughs> you know, broccoli. So right. it's like dating, you know, someone who like, <laughs> right. you know, loves their kids and loves their wife and, you know, and when they are dating and courting her, like made sure she was water walked and fed, had great food, had a nice pillow to sleep on, was always warm and cozy and you always had their back. The other GMO broccoli looks like it, you know, it looks like a nice guy. <laughs> Talk right. in the morning and then you study, go to school or you got to go work, you know, and you are totally burnt out, you know, but the big, but that buzz from having fun is so much fun. It keeps on, you know, it's your weak link that keeps on drawing you back, you know? Sure. <laughs> and so the weak link is money. So people look at sometimes, you know, buying organic and not organic is going to cost me a dollar more for this. It's just like pay right. more, pay later, you know? Yeah. And, and so, you know, but the, the story with the woman, though, she just said, so which one's the organic broccoli? You know, and it was in my right hand. I said, this one. She reached over and grabbed it. She goes, get your own <laughs> and winked at me and walked away. Um, you know, but it, it's just like it just goes to show you, like, you know, we, you know, food is medicine. So yeah. when people are started having allergies, you got to take a look at what's going on in the gut. You know, fix the gut, change your life. What's going on? Like, you know, can I ever reverse, like, you know, sensitivity to gluten? You know, why? Right. And there's so many people have gluten problems now. That was another so, thing, too. Oh, that, yeah. That's relatively new in my, in my memory. I never heard of people with gluten problems when I was a kid. Almost they unknown. Had, they had whole wheat products. You know, they didn't have wheat that was partially hydrogenated and or whatever they did okay. to, to use the so they're using and they're in GMO wheat. 
So oh. your body does not recognize fake things. GMOs, fake. it looks like it, but it's fake. You know, it recognizes wow. real things. So if you're going to have like yogurt, eat real yogurt, you know, yeah. if you're going to without fruit in it, um, it, eat real yogurt. Like if you're going to have, you know, like, because as soon as they take something out of it, they have to put chemicals in it in order to create that better balance that you think that you're looking for. I love so, eating straight, like Greek yogurt, you know, with no sugar. It, I know it's sour. It's kind of bitter, but uh, I love it. The sour and bitter part's good for you. It helps your digestion. Yeah, I, I could definitely, I could definitely feel that too. So, speaking of inflammation, the stomach and stomach lining, what I guess what foods are the most destructive to stomach lining? And, and I know we talked about GMOs, but I was wondering if you could probably expand on that. And uh, would that include things like alcohol being destructive on stomach lining, or maybe even it, tobacco? Um, well, maybe some of the secondary effects and things like that. It. a compliment because you know it came from great right <laughs> but you also have to like you know when you put a glass of wine in your mouth you know sometimes it will taste really sharp you know sure. but people still drink it i don't know why people do that it's just like it's not it's, it doesn't fit with your chemistry at the moment that's a good way to right. tell you know and so you know it's just like you have foods that destroy sugar you know corn syrup anything oh, that is yeah. gmo based like soy corn, you know, uh, tomatoes, things some people have because their gut is so sensitive now that they're sensitive to lectins and lectins come from the seeds like tomatoes and peppers, you know, and, and things like grapes that. Grapes too, right? Do lectins you know? or well, lectins anything that's kind of grapes too? Okay, anything yeah, so, yeah, right. You know, and so like basically. And so some people have that sensitivity more than others. Um, wow. And so, you know, you've got to take a look at, you know, when you eat, if you keep a food diary, you also want to know what, how you feel, why you're doing that diary. And like, because yeah. sometimes food sensitivities can show up four or five days later and you're trying and you don't know. Oh, what yeah. So it's, wow. So that's why deal with self and figuring that out is not the smartest move to do because you really need somebody who's like, well, tell me what's going on. Let's do this first. Let's see what we have going on. And then we can move into the texture for that. Let's, let's go in and then we can say, let's, let, this is our next step of what we have to do. That's why my book so important is because it organizes those organ systems and ask questions that your doctors never asked you before. I've been told that thousands of countless times that my doctors never asked me these questions. You know? Yeah, and I was going to say too, I've never met sure. a physician that addresses these things either. So, you know, it's great for me. Well, he, 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 and they should, because then they yeah. would give them a clue about maybe what's going on below the surface so that you don't have to go out and get the flu to find out, you know, right. and then have, and then have a big uh, struggle or, you know, and have more inflammation and, or have a repeat of something that you're like, God, I haven't had that since I was like eight years old. Well, it's been in your yeah. body for since you're eight. I mean, it doesn't go. Any, I mean, our cells keep on renewing each other. But, you know, people say to me, like, well, it's in my family. You're not your DNA. Your epigenetics is bigger than that. Your epigenetics will tell you that when you put yourself in a certain environment, you know, if you keep on doing the same thing that your parents did, of course, you're probably going to get the same thing. You know, you know I like the way you, you put that, by the way. Um, you know, you are not your DNA because I feel like, and this is, um, you know, in my experience, when you talk to people 
and they want to get into, let's say, better health and better shape, but they don't follow through, that is often what I do here. Well, my parents have it. It's genetic. So I guess it's kind of like a very fatalist type of attitude that seems to be common. It's like, well, it's inevitable. I'm going to get this anyway. Uh, but it, it seems, well, who, it, it seems, I mean, it seems any, like, yes. Well, I just think, who thinks like that? When someone tells me that, I just want to shake them. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, like, like snap out of it, you know, man up, woman yeah. up, and take responsibility and accountability for right. your health and wellness. You right. know? And so even so, there's still something you can do. Let's say that still gets to play out, you know? Well, then if that does, there's things that you can do to minimize that expression of that. Yeah. It's just like, you know, so it's like everyone's going to go jump off the precipice of a mountain. I'm not doing it. I'll take the pictures. But I'm not, yeah, exactly. I am, <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm not doing that, you know, and right. I, don't, I don't understand people's thought processes like that because they're faithless. They're going like, well, there's nothing I can do. Well, do you get up in the morning and you breathe and you brush your teeth? Well, you do that because you think there's something you can do and you don't want to get tooth decay and you don't want to have heart disease and you want right. to have other chronic illness or diseases that come from your teeth because you don't take care of them. in moving forward you have to have um you know people um have just got to be more accountable they got to be bigger than their excuses stop giving me excuses that you like that as that you're a child you know it's like i it's like that pretty. you have to be bigger than your pretty. excuses you gotta be bigger than your right. excuses it's not pretty it's not sexy and your partner doesn't think you're sexy either <laughs> so you know right. they keep on going because i ask women all the time and men you know when they're going through that relationship stuff I'm always going, yeah. so when they get upset, how old do they act? You know? And right. they go, and, and it's like, it is not even like, oh, let me think about it. It's like, bang, I got a number. You know? And I <laughs> said, so, you know, because we all right. do that. When we hit a brick wall, sure. we all have a tendency to go into a past behavior that benefited us. But you have to, like, how do I get past those behaviors? Because now they don't benefit me anymore. Yeah. It doesn't get me, it doesn't propel me forward. It doesn't save my life. And matter of fact, it helps the, um, the brain the um the lizard brain win every time you know and when you let the lizard brain win all the lizard brains in is interested in survival oh you can't do that you're not good enough for that oh you know yeah. you can't do that diet true. and then the mammalian brain which is automatic you know has a tendency like you know they realize you know, my stomach is really bothering and i try to do it all at once so all detoxes are bad you know, it's just like, and that's not oh. true. You got to change how the mammalian brain perceives that emotion. It is the holy grail in business. It's the holy grail in relationships. It's the holy grail in health. So if you can change that image and that picture, you it's easier to be more accountable to a positive thing. And how you do that is with your conscious brain. You talk, the conscious brain says, I am healthy. I am vital. I am active. I am a successful human being. God gives me the food that I breathe, the food that I eat, the air that I breathe, and the water I drink to repair, revitalizing for the future. Radiant energy flows through me every day, every day, and every way. You know, I have the right to be healthy. I have the right to have love. I have the right to serve and I have a right to embrace life and I'm going to do it. Yeah. This is like, well, and, that's... That, and that's your conscious brain talking. So if you say that in the beginning and the end and stop watching, starting your day off with TV and start ending your yeah. day with TV, which is so negative, how do you expect to have a better experience if you keep on feeding negativity before you go to sleep? And when you first get up in the morning, how are you supposed to have a better day? It's a, more of a struggle. You can do it, but it's by far much more of a struggle.
Wow. Well, you know, wonder, wonderfully put. And I have to say, especially when it comes to the thinking, you know, that applies in just about everything you do. Like, um, you know, let's say, you know, martial arts. And I know that example comes up, but I remember when I was younger, I did things like breaking boards and on a few occasions breaking like cement, so to say. And it really does start with your thoughts and your breathing. And a lot of times uh, for individuals who got hurt, there was some sort of uh, hesitation or second guessing, because I think if you're doing that, and you're second guessing, or if you're feeling nervous or anxious, um, your form is off, your breathing is off. And instead of, I guess, let's say, instead of hitting it in a straight line, right, where I think all of your power is going in a very linear, organized, smooth fashion, it's crooked. And then that's how you like break fingers and maybe, maybe, you know, mess up your wrist or well, something that's how like you, that. That's how you injure yourself. I mean, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's sometimes when you're in those positions, your blood sugar levels are starting to fluctuate. So it's, it's all oh, okay. Like, yeah, so that like, makes sense so, too. Because if you want to think better, feel better, move better, you got to eat well. So you give the food that your body needs as nutrition. And so it can assimilate it and it can go to the places that it needs to go to in order to function yeah. at a higher, um, at, at a higher elevate that level of success that you want to have. And um, in the function, it's easier to do that with that, those processes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, speaking of speaking of thoughts, I I can't be understated. Um, you know, I can't stress enough how powerful uh, you know thoughts are, and they can really flip the script on both a good or or bad day. And in fact, you know, very good thoughts or very positive thoughts are very empowering. And in fact, I think even having positive thoughts in bad situations are especially you know empowering as well. And I think it almost becomes like a muscle memory, except for the brain. Uh, when you're kind of in those situations, maybe a greater resilience against uh, danger and, and stress and stuff like that. Like, I kind of always think, like, if there's a bad situation, what if you actually just thought the opposite, you know, uh, whether it's an injury or, or anything? And then, you know, I, I feel like in my personal experience, I'm like, wow, I, I feel like I kind of leveled up right now. I feel some sort of positive development going on. And, you know, you feel kind of bolder and more focused and calmer. So, you know, that's just from, you know, my thoughts well, on the matter. So even <laughs> no if you, you know, well, e even if you have something that goes on, the question to ask is, okay, what happened? What did I learn from this? And how can I yeah. not do this again? You know, it's yeah. just like last Monday, I was gone all day long and I didn't eat dinner because I knew I was going out to dinner and my blood glucose levels down and I wanted to park in this one parking place. And I saw in a split second, I saw a parking place that I could have just scooted right through and grabbed it. And I said, no, I'm going to park. I'm going to park here. I'm just going to get over with it. And I turned the wheel a little bit too much. And I scraped from the driver's, the driver's side. And, um, and about a good, piece like chunk of it it didn't oh, dent yeah. it it just took the I, I just hit the like the paint and so i just got you know i, I wanted to see what it looked like so i'm going to inspect it and then i just you know locked my car up and went in and i had dinner and somebody said how you doing i said i'm doing great except for the pillar i just hit <laughs> you know and i oh. said so and they go did you do a lot of damage? I said, I don't know. I didn't really look. And I said, coming in here was more important because, you know, I was there for a particular reason because I had to give a talk, you know? And 
So when I did, when I did that, you know, someone's like, you're I was like, oh my God, I would have been, I never would have been able to do that. And I said, well, I just asked myself, is there, is there anything I can do about what happened in my car then? And the answer was no. And so you move on. I can deal with it yeah. on Saturday when I go tomorrow morning, when I go get an estimate for it, you know, yeah. and because it wasn't, you know, because it, it, it's, you know, I'm like hoping it's not a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. For, oh, for a screen, it, it, sh it shouldn't be. And in fact, if you, you know, you probably just need some, <laughs> on a side note, you may just need some little buffing and touch of paint, which doesn't no, even it come needs close to, be, to that. It needs, it needs to be sanded and buffed. But it's yeah, just like, okay. The, but in, still, in, it shouldn't be a thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, I know. But I'm just, I was just saying, like, I was like, there's nothing I can do about that until I can address right. that point. So why would I want to put, make my lizard brain with right. like, oh, like, don't go to sleep. Go back outside and take a look at your car again. And my mammalian's yeah. brain going like, you know what? Cars can fix. Cars can be fixed. I'm okay. Yeah. My cars can be fixed. You know? Absolutely. And then um, it might cost me some money, but my car can be fixed. It's replaceable. You know? My life yeah. isn't replaceable. And it's not right. up on the table, you know, at the chopping block to do it, go to do, you know, a sneaky way around or, you know, in, in your diet and your exercise and your mindset, you know, you've got to go, what's on the table? You know, what's on the plate, you know, for your life and looking at that piece so that you just like, you know, can like, do I want to go cheap? It's not the time to go cheap when you're talking about your health and wellness and your mental wellness. Right. You know, right. and so you're talking about chopping the block or the. They first started doing that eight your mindset it's the mindset that pulls you through and so you want to choose to have a good experience or a bad experience you want a good experience keep on focusing on good experiences Very you know true. and the lizard brain will go like but and you'll go see you later <laughs> shut wow, up lizard brain get is off. such a downer yeah get, get <laughs> off you know it's just like we and we all around those people i mean those toxic people we could go on for a whole hour on oh yeah and that people, was going to be my follow-up you know? uh, toxins oh. Yeah, well, you, well, you have people who are like that, you know, they call now Debbie Downers or Karens, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's just like, so, you know, and, and I, I hate to say this, but every Debbie or Karen that I know, except for my sister, Karen, um, you know, gets into that prototype. They kind of like, like, where I said, like, are you like living up to your, like, you know, your name? Yeah. Um, you know, but there's people who are so focused on, you know, you say like, you know, like, let's go here. Oh, I don't like that place because the last time I was in there, the fans were on. Well, maybe they won't have the fans on or the music was loud. Right. Maybe the, you can ask them to turn the food, you can turn it down, you know, and right. they go. And then if they have to go, then they sit there and they like with a bad face, you know, and like, you know, and what you got to do is just like, what do you do with a kid who acts like that? You ignore them. Right. It's funny how people, toxic people, it's just like, you know, but yeah. they're my family. Well, you can choose how much time you spend with your family. Right. You know, it's just really like, you, you know, it's just like if you're going to go over for dinner, don't go for the day. Go for dinner, you know, and buffer it in with a half hour before and maybe an hour behind the dinner part. You know, it's just like there's you've got to take care of your mental wellness. And right. a lot of people are not doing that. Like corporate America is like really failing. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah. and calling people out on that. I went to a Catholic school. You would never, you know, when I had a fever, my mother would come up and she wouldn't put her lips. She would slap the back of her hand on my <laughs> head and she'd go, get dressed and go to school. If you're still sick at noontime, I'll come get you. <laughs> I mean, 
And so I always showed up. I just figured you work through it. You jump into the middle right. of the fire and you work through yeah. it. And that's the gift that she gave me, you know, to move forward. It was instrumental in me growing when I was growing up. And my father was always the one that you could do anything you put your mind to, you know. But she was the one that she that was the one gift that my mother gave me was just like you just that's jump wonderful. into the fire and you figure out how to get out of it. You know, and it's yeah. just like, you know, and and if you're and if you really are like that, then I would, you know, call up and they would call up and have her come get me. But it was so rare. I think I only missed like like two weeks of school in eight years. Wow. And, you know, and it's just because I didn't have the mindset of being sick. Yeah. You know, and um, so, you know, but that, that's one way of like, you know, like how your mindset ends up, you know, working for you. And if you have to do something like if you're walking up a hill, I had a girlfriend who was well. walked and she lived in this really and had this incredible decline going down to the ocean you know from where she lived and then to walk in town to go to the ocean and then on the way coming back she was out of breath like one quarter of the way up she was how do you do it and i said how i do it is i pick up the next telephone post and i make that my immediate yeah. and then yeah. the next telephone post and then i go and i set a pace i'm not trying to walk fast i'm not trying to yeah. walk with you I'm not trying to walk with the guy that's in front of me. I'm trying, I go, I have my own pace and I just keep steady. I look forward and I look where I want to go at where my goal um, point is to get to. And then I change my next point, my next point. And then you're easy to do that. The other day I was in downtown Atlanta at that conference on Monday and the escalator broke on yeah. this one exit and the elevator wasn't working. So anybody that had a disability needed to go to oh, the yeah. station and turn around and come back the other way. But when I was when I was going up, it's the hot, it's the steepest slope, you know. Yeah. And there's a in Dupont Circle in Washington D.C. is a really super steep slope. So um, you know, I was like, I had parties like on the way walking up. I walked up halfway and I decided that I needed to stop. You know, and this like, then I would take steps like every 10 or 12 or 15 of them. Then I would stop until I got That's to good. the top. But I had people walking by me, stopping, going like, hey, how you doing? It's like, this is like, they go, like, oh, it's good for your heart. I said, just think if you did this every day, you know, oh, yeah. and took the steps up, you'd be so far ahead of yourself. You know, and I said, Dude, like your endurance would be really great. I said, so this just tells you. I need to have something to be able to move like forward and I need to have more strength. So how do I get stronger? Body-wise, one way is just like, let's do that. And like and, and, like, yeah. and all girls like to have nice tushies, you know. So it's just like you have so when you're putting, you know, and you're walking up the steps, steps are great. Steps are great for like, you know, like lower back and also, you know, for like working your glutes, you know, and your hamstrings. As you're pushing, you're working your extensors. So I just looked yeah. at it as like, I'm not going to the next station, you know, and, you know, and I, and I can do this in yeah. my mind is I can do this. I just might have to chunk it out. Now, if it was like 10 years ago when I was walking 10 miles every day, you know, on, and cause I'd go in the morning for three miles, three miles at lunch or three miles at, you know, at, after dinner. And I was with my dog, my dog only took me up hills that were, had a huge yeah. point. So I, but I taught him going like, Jack, we don't stop going up the hill. We just keep on moving and we keep it steady, you know, and, you know, but that like that wouldn't have been like a non-issue. But it really was an eye opener for me, you know, going yeah. like I need to pay more attention and do, you know, more 
you know, I, I want to, you know, it's like I need to get back on my routine of doing steps and doing, going a little bit farther and really pushing myself. But I was awesome. really glad that I've been doing my 150 setups since the beginning of the year, every day, religiously in planking, wow. in planking for 30 to 45 seconds. That's really hard to do if you don't plank. 10 seconds. Oh, planking is, is very hard. I've, yeah, that's, that is not easy at all. I'd say the least. Right, now up to, you know, like 40, like, like 40, 45 seconds. Every That's day. awesome. You know, and so it's, it's pretty just good. Like it. And that definitely it feels is, like a long time too when you're planking. Oh, I'm at, it's like, I'm watching my timer on my, on my uh, telephone. I'm going like, it can't be 30 seconds. It's got to be, it's long. <laughs> right. You know, and then you just kind of like, you know, just like, just hold it again. And you just like, you know, tighten your tush up, you know, and just like focus. Yeah. You know, because that's when the lizard's brain is going like, you know, you don't have to do this today. You know, yeah. and my mammalian brain's going, but when you do it, you feel so good now. Lizard yeah. away. You know, so you gotta be you gotta be in control of your thoughts because when you're not, the detriment of that is inflammation and then does things that you do for um like your you know and how your functions in your, in your body, like you know, digesting your food. And that type of thing, and, and it sets you up for on a path that is, you know, really a, is a bigger struggle. So you right. gotta, you know, you gotta crack that weapon, you know, get inside your body and wow. your mind and, and move forward. And speaking of which, thoughts. And I know we've kind of touched on this in various degrees already, but uh, but tell me about thoughts and inflammation. Well, you know, when people, you know, a, a real simple explanation I give for that is that, you know, what you think you become. And so yeah. if people have, you know, if, if they're constantly worrying, you know, a lot of people worry, people tell you that all the time they worry, you know, mothers have a tendency, that especially after giving birth, they have this, the hormones are all over the place. And so um, when people are worrying too much, you know, or they're overthinking something, you know, whether or not they're worried about it or not, but just like going like, and, and ruminating, like ruminating, 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 yeah. it interferes, especially when you're going to go to sleep. you have more inflammation throughout your whole body. So those thought processes, you know, and how that ties into the inflammation is that it just starts changing how certain habits and how certain rituals happen. And so like, for instance, you know, like, um, you know, it'll, it'll like keep you off track and suddenly you're in an accident. <laughs> you know, you're thinking like, how did that happen? You know, so yeah. having, you know, being concentric with your thoughts and commanding your thoughts, you know, and having that, that decision and the commitment to keep your thoughts under wrap is really important in moving forward and like in, in all your choices, because people who are yeah. indecisive, you know, they always in Chinese medicine, they relate that back to gallbladder function, like when people are indecisive, you know, and the gallbladder, I always think the gallbladder is about resentment, <laughs> you know, uh, and like, who, like when I'm working with people on the emotional level and, you know, and asking questions, you know, and I'm looking at their history. I'm going like, you know, you know, tell me about this, but to try to piece that in here to like an exact, you know, baseball, you know, and put yeah. it into a box, you know, um, we, it's a little bit difficult to do that. You know, a lot of times yeah. people think they're stuck and, you know, yeah. it's just like, I teach this thing called the nine dots and the nine dots of it is to be able to draw four lines that are continuous um, and it touches all the nine dots. The only way that you can solve that puzzle is if you go out of your nine dots. And so people equate those nine dots with like, what's in my box? What do I know? 
And the yeah. truth of the matter is when you hit the realization and you hit the ceiling one too many times, the wall one too many times, you have to take a look at your box because there's no walls. Ah, there you go. are all there outside the nine dots but they're all there and there's only the only person who's keeping you constricted in you know in in that stuck in that position is yourself yeah. you know so no box hat like those boxes for your mind you know and for your solutions in life and i also call it solutions spelled s-o-u-l-u-t-i-o-s <laughs> you know yeah. is that you, you know it's just like and looking for those and creating you know, um, you know, balance and creating, moving forward and, and like making better decisions. All those pieces of that pillars of health have got to be there, you know, yeah. in order for that to happen. But the first thing always is to like, where's my mindset? You know, am I saying good things or am I saying bad things? You know, am yeah. I eating well or am I not eating well? And if I don't know if I'm eating well or not, then people need to call me. And I, will tell, and I will tell them, you know, because there's a certain process of looking at like, where's that glitch at and how yeah. does that relate to your other organ systems? Because if you look at, we all, like I said this before, we all know what a Swiss watch is and we know the pieces have got to work. It's just like if you fold your fingers like this, this is my natural way to do it. If I fold them yeah. like this, it doesn't feel normal. You know, right. I would if sure. I did it for 30 days every day. You know, but, yeah. you know, my normal every day of the week thing, if I went to go put gloves on, it's like, you know, you're going, oh, these gloves don't fit, you know, and you got to take them off you go and find the pair that fits you perfectly. And it's, yeah, it's your health and wellness and your, your well-being to fit together. That is why we have, why are you sick, fat and tired is so we know where to start that journey. <laughs> wow. That's wonderfully put. And a little bit of an aside <clears throat> with everything that's going on with, with COVID-19, I would imagine people have kind of split into camps. I'm sure some people are probably even more health conscious now, um, thinking about like, oh, I want to live as long as I possibly can now. So I would imagine this has probably inspired a certain amount of population to maybe rethink and revise a few things. And then I think for others, um, some people are like, well, you know, mortality, you know, my mortality is very much in question right now. I'm going to eat and drink whatever. And, and I think that may be reflected in um, some of the numbers that have come out as far as like rising rates of, you know, alcoholism or obesity and, you know, even mental health, uh, you know, disorders as, as well. And I kind of wanted to know in this day and age, um, and maybe not necessarily as medical advice, but maybe philosophical advice, um, what can people do to a maybe mitigate whatever it can come out of this, but you know, but also b, you know, how can they maybe change their mindset? Um, and and I mean that as far as the second category, where I think maybe people, some people may just kind of use this as a pretext, like, well, you know, there's COVID and there's all this other, you know, complexities and crazes going on, going on. I'm just going to eat and drink whatever because it, it, it's all the same shit in the end, you know. Well, if you want me to comment on and I think we need to call the virus COVID-19 what it is. COVID-19 came from 2020, and it stays in 2020. People will test positive for COVID if they have a, a, a cold. 
you know, or they can't have a sore throat because that's what COVID is. COVID, coronavirus is that. So the test that they have doesn't necessarily always accurately um, tell you what you have. Um, and so they um, tidied in um, marketing wise um, using the word variant. So they say COVID-19. So when a virus morphs, it becomes weaker. So this is the reason right. for saying that COVID's 2020. And so, so COVID, and so it turned into the, the variant, which has a kind of this, doesn't variant make you feel like it's really dangerous? It's a, yeah, variant, it it's a like variant of that yeah, evil COVID-19, yeah. right? And COVID-19 was a very strong virus. I'm not disputing that, you know, but the, all the years before this, they always called every variation of the flu and COVID-19 is the flu. Um, it is a virus and it's not the disease. Um, they called it, you know, a variant, you know, so how come they stop calling it a strain, like the Delta oh. strain, or why didn't they call it the strain of like the Omicron, which is a, this is a um, very a, good point. Could is, you, could you define strain and variant uh, just for the audience? The same this thing. is a very good point you're getting. Okay. Same thing. So okay. they, that's what they decided to call it. So before okay, that, yeah. they called it a strain. And because and it got so that strains are like oh it's just another version of the flu. it sounds less you know, it sounds right? far less severe yeah right and yeah. so smores doesn't matter it gets weaker and weaker so Omicron comes around you know so that's like three years later so Delta was like you know we had 2020 we had 2021 Delta we had right. 2022 we have Omicron because they had to call it something here's the problem. You cannot tell what variant or what strain of the flu it is unless you do genetic sequencing. So they just Which, made that oh, name up wow. because genetic right. sequencing is incredibly expensive. I was going to say that's to quite do. expensive. And, so. <laughs> and, and they can't and they can't do it on each person. So all they can tell you from the PCR test, which the guy who invented it um, never intended it to be used as a diagnostic tool. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, all it tells you is that you have, you know, because the, the red line, it has it says COVID on it. Because so they put it on there because they want to scare you. And so, you know, and it might be true, you know, and it might be like, you know, there's still like a couple people that I know that they actually had COVID and not a strain, you know, but it's very rare in this day and time for that to really right. happen. So the, you know, so in the COVID-19 part of it, you know, in naming it, they gave a name to something that was already on a script. You know, it's almost like going to get a pregnancy test. They have the two line. And, um, right, yeah. but, and, and also it's just like when they test you, they only testing your, the back of your throat and your nasal passage if they do both. Right. And so when yeah, they yeah. do that, it's never entered your body. If your mucus is clear, it has not entered your body. So there's tons of things. That cold, you know, or the flu to ward it off while it's still in that position. So just because it tests positive doesn't mean that you have it. It could be a false positive. It could be, a, you know, a false negative also. I mean, it can go both ways, you know, yeah. because no testing is perfect, you know. And so when you're looking at that, you know, it's just like, okay, so like now we have that. So you have the people who say, I'm going to pay better attention to my health. People are creatures of habit. You do not, yeah. the leopard does not change its spots. So you have the media who's, feeding information that they want you to hear, not necessarily that you need to know, you know, that they want you yeah. to hear about, you know, 
X, Y, and Z, and, and perpetually, it's constantly bombarding you. It's, it, it is um, manipulating how your thoughts actually function. It's talking to your primitive brain. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, is the, is the news uh, kind of organized to set off your amygdala or your like reptilian brain all the time? Because it just seems yeah. like it's all, you know, breaking news. It's an emergency that's, that's, right that's, now. It's that is, that is, you know. That is the lizard brain, you know, and it also triggers the mammalian brain for all the bad things. Like, look at how many people died, you know? Oh, so yeah. the assumption is, is that if you get it, you're going to die. Well, if you cut, because going back to the story of being sick and people not knowing it over the years, people have been taking meds and masking their problems and keep on pushing down what the real problem oh. and the root of the problem is that's going on in their bodies. So, so meds and people think I take my meds, I'm healthy. You know, I take yeah. blood pressure meds and my blood pressure is normal now. So I'm healthy. That's not health. If you got to yeah. take a med in order to create a normal, you know, it's just like, yeah. that's not, that's not healthy. It's just like there's lifestyle changes that you can do in Chinese medicine. There's six diagnoses that go with high blood pressure in the United States. You either have it or you don't, you know? And so, but in Chinese medicine, it takes a look at like what else is going on in the environment that might've caused yeah. that. And then you address the problem of what's causing the problem in the first place, you yeah. know, why you're treating the symptoms. So, that's my mo so it's just so when someone talks about like you know now they're healthier like i went out and i lost 30 pounds then just because you lost 30 pounds doesn't mean that you're healthy right. you know you've got to take a look at because you don't know if your organs are functioning 100 percent of the time and just because you have an absence of diseases or infirmities doesn't mean you're healthy you know yeah. what it means is that you have an absence of disease or infirmities and you don't know if your organs are functioning 100 percent of the time you usually don't know unless right. you have a close to 70 percent or more failure of an organ to function when they test orthopedic tests you know in orthopedic when i did orthopedic tests on people it only tested a small group of function by the time that somebody had pain they had a big issue but yeah. a lot of people you can do orthopedic tests you can do press your head down for cervical compression pick it up does that bother you for most people it's not going to bother them unless You've got to be like, you know, all the stuff that people are saying, like, well, I lost weight. Or I did this or whatever, you know, so people could be doing that. And indeed, they probably are healthier because they lost weight. But doesn't mean that what the other components of what they're doing, like what they're eating for food to nurture themselves, what they're thinking for thoughts and their mindset and their positive mental attitude. It doesn't mean structurally that they're, you know, they're in balance, because when you have one strand of hair across a nerve, you know, that comes out of the spinal nerves, it's been tested, you know, it interferes with how that nerve functions and tells what the rest of the body what to do. Yeah. So, you know, you have, you have that component of it. So it's just like, it's a symptom, not any disease or infirmity is a symptom. It's not health. And that's the big mindset. But the media and the NIH person, you know, there, who's the head of the NIH, um, wants you to think, that because you test positive or something, or, be, or you don't test positive, or because it's like, if you don't have signs and symptoms, you know, they, you're suddenly asymptomatic, but they, pre, they made people believe that everybody who was asymptomatic was contagious. And that's not true. You know, it's just wow. like, how dare you manipulate people's brains and minds to think that I'm sick?
everybody around them is sick that you're contagious you're evil because you didn't get a vaccine you know people who have vaccines i know a particular person two close person from me that they after their um a couple months after that they came down and they were diagnosed with cancer cancer wow. rates for people who have taken vaccines are up I, what I read in the literature is up close to 350 to 500% depending upon the area that you live. Wow. So, you know, it's just like there's, and, and they're not talking about those things because they want you to get the vaccine because they're in bed with big pharma. And so, but like, how about working on your immune system? Like how about finding out like, what is it that makes my immune system be better than ever? You know, yeah. so that if I come around, somebody has a cold, my body goes into health and fights it off. I sneeze. I get congested, you know, because my body is trying to get rid of an organism, a strain that's not supposed to be there. It's yeah. not fighting it, you know, but are you expressing health then? Absolutely. If yeah. you didn't express health, you would be dead. I mean, right. it's just like, it's, and it's a bold statement, in, you know, but you have to go like that. But my body can't handle it. Then I'm going to probably, it's just like my immune system can't handle it. I'm going to go into a cytokine storm and I'm probably going to die because I haven't taken care of my health. And people don't take that responsibility or that accountability about their health because they always let somebody else do it for them. They let their doctor do it. They let them, you know, and other health professionals do that. They let the seed. what it is or what it isn't. The things that they do are stellar, you know, but this is how they've handled this a situation with this quote unquote pandemic. You know, it's just like, it's a coin toss. I mean, it's, a, you know, it's just like, and, you know, like the transparency or non-transparency of it, you know, and how certain people who are billionaires that I'm not going to mention who they kind of, they factor in to yeah. like, you know, like, you know, and, and, you know, I'll just say it like, why did Bill Gates give Dr. Fauci a million dollars about a month or so ago? Right. You know, he's very intimately in bed with him, you know, yeah. and so, you know, in running his foundation. So it's just like, you know, it's just like, I don't know what the answer to that is, you know, yeah. but when I hear that, because I think Bill Gates has his agenda, he said we we're going to have 700 accidents from the vaccine. How did he know that? Because we're yeah, right that's about oddly, oddly specific, too. <laughs> and how did he know that? And we're very close to those numbers. If I remember the last numbers I read, you know, we're very close. And then now he's talking about the pandemic being over. How did he know that? You know, mm. people got to remember yeah. what people say, you know, and what they said. You know, Dr. Fauci has been um, accused of lying and they have caught him in blatant lies, you know, yeah. and, you know, about, you know, the, um, the wet market, the stuff that's gone on in Wuhan. Yeah, and actually, much of the uh, circumstances around that too. He's, uh, you know, he's really damaged uh, his own credibility. It seems, uh, especially if you look at. Yeah, especially if you look at, I think the way media was kind of uh, parading him around in 2020, and if you look at it now, it's uh, it's almost night and day. Well, you know, and and also, you know, if he had any um, decency and ethics and morals, he would step down, you know, and, but he, like, there's an agenda. And if you go back to his, you know, his um, misgivings with the AIDS virus and things like that, that there's, yeah. it's like his history goes back and Robert Kennedy wrote a book um, 
called the Tr the true and Anthony Fauci or something like that. And I haven't read it, but I read excerpts from it. You know, I'm going. It's like even if 20% of these are true, you know, Anthony Fauci should be for me in my personal opinion. You know, yeah. I don't give anything he says. You know, credence. You know, at all. And so, you know, and I and I think that he's been called out so many times and caught so many times that if he, if he was a decent human being, he would step down. Yeah. And, and by the way, even from other physicians I've uh, spoken about, it seems like they were kind of the most uh, surprised about his uh, deification, so to say, back in 2020. Um, and, you know, relating, you know, some of his backstory to the AIDS virus and um, how that was handled back in the day. Uh, now knowing that, not knowing that previously, I'm even surprised um, how high he was elevated, all things considered. Well, his wife works at the NIH also. <laughs> and so um, oh, I, I, I read. <laughs> well, that, that kind of writes itself. <laughs> so, you know, and she works in an arena, to my understanding, this, uh, this could be wrong, so don't quote me on this, um, is that she, her division of the NIH um, is the division that has the um, efficacy for um, if something moves forward, you know, oh, okay. like, and for from the trials and things like that. And so it's like when that when that department puts a stamp on something, it gets the NIH approval. I see. So there, there, there's and that's how I'm thinking. Like God, I was so surprised to even find out that he was married. Now you said well, something about you know people who just don't care and they go like I, I there's nothing I can do anyway so I might as well just you know yeah I do sense right? there's a certain level of apathy out there I think because it seems like the world's kind of ending and I think because there's been I think the faith in in uh, many of our institutions have been so damaged especially uh -huh. over the past especially with the pandemic but this was even going on you know long before that too but I do sense a sense of apathy out there. Um, you know, well, you know, you listen, know, you, if it's all the same in the end, I'm just going to drink and, you know, drink more and just, you know, eat shittier. There's, a, there's always those people. And those are, that's the, that's the GMO broccoli <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't, can't, if you give them attention, you only feed their mission. So I don't have, I have a very little bandwidth for people who will not take care of themselves, you know, and, and that's, it's, it's yeah. very, it's very energy draining, you know, when you're talking to people about their health and they're giving you that rhetoric and you're going, it's like, it's like, okay, fine. I mean, there's, there's I go, when, like, if you ever get around to changing your mind, give me a call. And if I have space and room for you, I send right. my agenda and on my calendar, I'm really happy to chat with you. Good luck, <laughs> you know, um, and don't do anything I wouldn't do, which they, people always laugh when I say that for some reason. Um, yeah. you know, so at any rate, so you have to, you know, like, you know, people have excuses for all sorts of things, right. You know, for, you know, and, but like, you know, start being bigger than your excuses and make the excuse forward so that you can have all the best tools at your disposal. So what are tools that you can use? Why are you sick, fat and tired? You know, and it's just like, because there's things that we don't even relate to as being a problem or being a root of a problem of what's causing that sick part. You know, we can know what's causing the fat part, and there's a solution to that also. And there's a solution to being tired. But you have to, you know, being accountable and being able to move forward with assurance and certainty that you know where to start your health journey. And if you have 20 minutes, 
15 minutes is our and giving some directives that will be beneficial so that you can live healthier, happier, stronger, more vibrant, you know, and be on fire every day. Who doesn't want that? I mean, it doesn't exactly. It's like, you know, I don't, I mean, that, that is a really important um, piece of this book in the puzzle because I've never seen an author do that before either, by the way. Wow. Offer that, that one time to connect with me. Yeah. And you know, I have to say too, I think for, for most people, I think regardless of where you fall on the COVID issue and listen, and it is controversial and, you know, perhaps rightfully so, I think at the very least, um, and this is just me speaking as a lay person, but, you know, and as an outsider, but at the very least, it looks like there's some kind of negligence or malfeasance going on in a lot of these, I guess you could say traditional structures that people tended to have more faith in you know, many, many years ago. So I would say this, a book like this, why are you sick, fat, and tired? I think it's a great roadmap to troubleshoot your health. And I think especially if there's any time to take accountability for your health and how you just function as a human machine, so to say, I like to think of the body as a machine or like an engine. You are a machine. This is definitely, yeah, this is the time, you know, this is certainly the time to do it. And I would ask you, and I would um, ask you this, um, Dr. Boulogne, where can people find your book? You know, let's say after watching this, they're pumped. They really oh, want to. You know, what we, well, they're going to be able to find it on Amazon. Um, and right. they'll be able to find it in Barnes and Noble. Um, but so while you're waiting for your book to come, because I know you're going to order it, um, is that um, I gave, made a special um, link today so that you can get a bird's eye view because we talked about being toxic, right? And toxic right. in the environment. So today, and the, the show notes, there will be a link that you can go into and you will take what I call an MBQ. It's a metabolic detoxification questionnaire. And that Which metabolic... Everyone, it's posted in the comments on my... Uh... Uh, on today's post regarding this okay. live stream. So check All it right. out. Yeah. So, so at any rate, so what we'll do, what will happen is it's like, you will get a number from that. It will tell you how well you're handling all the toxins in your environment. It will tell you whether or not you're a candidate for that process. And then wow. the second questionnaire is the questionnaire that gives you a snapshot about your gut. Because you've got to have some place that when you have toxins that your body's processing, they got to leave your body. The only way for them to get out of your body is to sweat it out puke it out or you know in the toilet and so the toilet yeah. gives you a choice of urine or it gives you your bowel movement right poop right and so you know but your gut but your gut health has got to be up to par because you don't want to ever do a detoxification you know if you it's going to keep on recycling recycle in the blood brain bone fat and you don't want that to happen you want right. this to leave your body so that number that you get on the second questionnaire will give me what what's going on throughout your whole gut. It sections it off for me when I look wow. at the results of that. And the first one tells me the number, which tells me if you're a candidate or not. And it also tells me that number tells me how well you're handling toxins in your environment. It's the sneak preview for your health. So that's going to be with these notes as the post, part of the post, in order to be able to like grab that. So that will be a very cool thing for you to do, you know, while you're waiting for your book. And you can also grab time with me that on there because there's a link to my calendar that I can speak specifically into these two questionnaires. And you know what? They don't take more than seven minutes, the whole process, awesome. you know? And so, you know, and then you can decide like, well, like, you know, what's my next best thing to do, you know? 
And I go, I will tell you your next best thing to do. But the first thing to do is to get on that link and download that link and open it up and take the questionnaire so that we can have a conversation so that you can move forward in 2022. 2022 is going to be a kick-ass, wonderful year. It is. Sorry about the square word. Um, and that works. Because <laughs> Year of the tiger and had a fire sign is the year of the fire tiger. We haven't had that much wonderful positive energy in a while. So let's awesome. use that so that we can like, yeah. you know, that in like and, and get better health, you know, and think better, feel better, move better. And that whole thing, I say that a thousand times a day. But it's, it's true. It's just like let's like, you know, because if you you want to be able to get your first quarter, you know, numbers in, you want to get your second quarter numbers in, your third, and you want to have the energy and the drive to be able to do that and the mindset that pushes you through that. And you got to have your health. You need it for everything. So it starts with these two questionnaires. And the awesome. And uh, one more thing too. Now I know you also sell uh, certain, um, uh, I guess you say herbal supplements. Uh, talk a little bit about that. All right. Well, I well I su help support people when I'm dealing with them for a 10 day detox, and and or. Um, just their general health. I make recommendations about what targeted supplementation to take. I also um, work with a company that um, that is really, it's very cool. I was watching a video from them last night and they say, you know, what's interesting is that um, they showed a, a map um, uh, because the the basin of the Mississippi. And so there was some chemical, and I don't remember the name of it right now, that was, you know, agriculturally in, you know, all over the place in the heartland of America, you know, yeah. and that washed off and came down. And there is a high incidence of that in people. And it's, it's very carcinogenic. So if you look at this particular map that they were showing is that it shows you like it's almost like death row in America. This is where this happens. Wow. And it's that, you know, New Orleans, Mississippi, you know, and if you look at all this, the subsidiary um, like rivers that dump, like they all dump into the Mississippi, yeah. it all comes down into that basin there. Wow. So, you know, it's order to get rid of toxins in our system. We need something to pull those heavy metals and those other chemicals right. out of our body. So that particular product, if anybody wants to talk to me about it, I'm more than happy to talk to them about that. I'm more, I can send them my personal link for that product that has all the research. It is patented three times. It is patented in over 34 countries. Awesome. You know, wow. it is the only zeolite product that passes the um, the cell membrane barrier and passes the gut. They are chewy. They're not water soluble. And this is the only product that exists um, at this point in time that's water soluble and is patented in three patents, you know, that you know, show the process of that. But it's a very cool product and there's no side effects. It's a supplement that you would take in addition to what you already take every right. day. So it helps you get those other things out of your system that shouldn't be there that are causing you to have, you know, ultimately a chronic illness or disease or a malfunction of some organ system, ultimately because of the accumulation of the toxins in your weakest link, wherever that is. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And if you have a link, I'd be more than happy to uh, post it in the comments section you know, for, this, for, for this episode. 
So mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's great. And uh, listen, you know, it's always better to prepare and plan than to react. And I think mm-hmm. the problem today is uh, people are reacting because they're not prepared. So I think the first thing we got to start with is our own health. That is really kind of your first means of defense or offense, however you want to think of it. You know, navigating this crazy, complex world. So um, I would suggest read "Why Are You Sick." Fat and Tired by Dr. Pat Boulogne. And you will really get to learn how to troubleshoot and comprehensively understand your own health from somebody who has the benefit of being a uh, practiced physician and practiced acupuncturist. So you have the benefit in this book of someone with the perspective of both Western and Eastern medicine. And, you know, um, and with Eastern medicine, you know, despite, you know, the few skeptics out there, Eastern medicine has also proven itself greatly for close to 100 years with the numerous benefits of, you know, acupuncture and cupping and, you know, many similar things to that. So having kind of these two perspectives, you do know how to plan, prevent, react and act if necessary. Sure. You have to like be good Girl Scout or Boy Scout. Yes. That's <laughs> come, right. Come, come prepared. I mean, and if you don't know what the preparation should be, there's always somebody who's out there. So if you're in a different area than I am and it doesn't, you know, it's like and if we're not a fit, you know, then, you know, I can help you find somebody who's in your area that you can physically go see. So a lot of times people feel more comfortable with that. That's wonderful. And Dr. Boulogne, when is the official release date of your book? Well, hearsay has it, (laughs) excuse me, that starts on um, March 2nd. March 2nd. All right, everybody, if you're looking for the official release, and I take this as the official release of the hardcover version of this Mm -hmm. book, correct? Hardcover and digital is going to be the same day. And digital. March 2nd. So mark that down on your calendar. And uh, listen, uh, you know, Dr. Papalone, and I would say this to anybody, you are a tremendous asset and you are a tremendous ally with um, a vast wealth of knowledge in health providing kind of an eastern and western approach to things so and i know you have a decent you know linkedin presence as well so i would suggest to anybody if you're interested if you want to start somewhere shoot a shoot a quick dm to dr boulogne and she will point you in the in the right way because even just from the first few conversations I had with you were just extremely enlightening. And now this being the second live stream appearance as well, I always walk away with a tremendous amount of knowledge that, you know, I think about and ruminate over, and then I do my best to incorporate it into, you know, what I'm already doing. Yeah. You know, one thing is, is that, you know, I, I, I practice what I preach. And yeah. so I always think that's a good question to ask any doctor. <laughs> like, you know, if you go to a chiropractor, do you get adjusted? Go to an acupuncturist, you get acupuncture. You know, you go to a medical doctor, do you take your own advice? You know, you're giving, right. you want, you want to give, because there was one story, you know, one time when somebody who was getting their uh, doctor saying your kids need to be vaccinated, and then they said, well, do you vaccinate your doctor? Do you, do you vaccinate your kids? Uh-huh. You know, and he said, um, um, well, um, well, and, and then he, well, he, they have some vaccinations, but what vaccinations don't they have? Like, because I want my, I don't want my kids to get the same, I would want the same for my kids. I mean, clearly they're acting in the best interest of their children, right? So, but I know, like, I, I remember a patient of mine 
when I was uh, living on Cape Cod and I was on Cape Cod at the time was telling me that story. She said, I was furious. I got to walk out of there with my kids, pulling them out, screaming at me. And and she said, I'm just not going to do it. I said, well, you know, I want, you know, I want somebody who's going to help me, who's going to lead me, who's going to mentor me and coach me. I want them to lead by example, you know, and I want them to like, you know, like, so would you do that? You know, it's just like, you know, if, you know, you want me to like, you know, I have, a benign lump in my breast, you know, for instance, and that's, you know, can be turned into something dangerous. So I'd ask the doctor, so would you cut yours off? You oh, know, I it's see, just yeah. like, it's just so easy. It's just like, you know, it's just like, because you can monitor it in a different way. You can do, ther- I mean, we, that's a whole nother conversation. Right. But I mean, but there's things that people do. So I, but the whole point of me um, sharing this with you is, is that, you know, I have a high level of common sense and I don't do things unless I would, you know, tell people to do it right. unless I do them myself. And, you know, and there's always a solution. Like, you know, somebody like, you know, it's like, oh, here's, here's a, a solution. Here's another solution. Here's another, there's more than one way to, to like, you know, to get to Rome, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, and, and it's also exploring those possibilities with you because when you do that, then you can ascend to higher success. Well put. I, honestly, I think that this is a perfect note to end on. I can't any, add anything to that. That was beautifully put. Dr. Ballone, thank you so much for coming back on to the show again. Thank I am you. very much thank looking you. forward to the official release of your book. I will be getting it. Everybody, yeah. please check out Dr. Ballone on LinkedIn and on Amazon. Check out the book. Uh, 2022 is going to be a great year, but you also have to start with your mind and you got to start with your body too. That's right. They all got to work together, <laughs> you know, and they if do. you give me something to work with, man, we can go, we can, we can make miracles. So awesome. thank you very much, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Happy new year. 2022. Right. <laughs> yes. And happy new year as well. Take care.